in a world saturated with podcasts, Two Brothers, One Bible stands out as an intriguing addition to the audio landscape. Ooh, oh, that was good. What yeah, do you think yeah, about that? That's good. I don't have any idea what that means. No, no. Welcome to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. Welcome to another episode of Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. It's great to have you here. I'm Robert Wakefield. I'm Peter Searson. And we are in a series, Peter, that you seem to love. I do. I really like this Mount Rushmore concept of of having these foundational verses. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Christian life's tough. It is. Uh, I think there's some days we feel like we've got a handle on it, and there's some days that we don't. Some days we feel... You know, we're not worthy mm-hmm. of, of the love of God. Some days we feel like we're, we're just struggling. And, um, and so I think to have these go-to verses, you know, hopefully every Christian has some verses that they've just memorized, committed. And, and so your verse may not be a committed, memorized Mount Rushmore verse, but you may say, man, that's my verse. That's it. And I go back to that verse because it grounds me. It, it keeps me centered. It reminds me of that that moment of, of salvation for me. Right. And and your verse will be different than any other verses. And because I think I if I remember right, it seems like I made fun of you on some of your verses. You know, I have to think back. Uh, I forgave you for that, so I can't really remember uh no, I, I did. Yeah, I, I, I know was, you did. I was pretty ruthless. I, yeah. I know, but it was it was so much fun. But you're right. Everybody's verses are different. Yeah, uh, they're up there for different reasons. Right. They're. they're uh, I like the way you've put it in, in podcasts before. They're carved in stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, they. And, and now, have you ever thought about changing your Mount Rushmore verse? You know, when I read what other people say. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I can't think of anyone that they've submitted their verses and we've looked at it and we said, well, well how'd they get <laughs> what that? What's that doing up there? No, they all have great value. They all have, sure. you know, and it's like, well, no wonder they picked that verse. But I have not said, you know, I want to take one of mine off <laughs> and put this one on in right. its place. I think mine are, are mine. Yeah. And uh, but I can see why someone else will pick these right. for theirs. Now I've got to uh, I've got to say as we're doing this series yeah. uh, that there's been a couple of verses I'm going ooh yeah and that might bump one off mm, okay but right. you know but uh, it, it it's going to have to be strong yeah I to, would to say. bump it off yeah. yeah no I'm not I'm not ready to to you know erase a face and carve another one <laughs> but uh, certainly. Uh, these are good verses. These are good verses. Well, Sandy uh, gave us another one, yeah. uh, and that is Psalms uh, forty six ten. And when I asked her what her favorite one of her Mount Rushmore verses, uh, she said, uh, "This whole Psalm she thinks says it all." Yeah, and that's "Be still." Yeah, and and that is one thing that that we really uh, struggle with is being still. Yeah, you know, I, I'm going to challenge that, Robert. I I I think. I think the emphasis is not on being still. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I think we we quote this verse a lot. Right. I, I think we say, uh, you know, we, we say, well, I just need to be still. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, you know, the phrase "Jesus loves me." Mm-hmm. I think we put the emphasis on me. Oh, that's true. 
We do, don't we? And I think when we talk about being still, we put the emphasis on being still. But I think what the psalmist is saying, and especially when you look at it in the light of the whole chapter, mm-hmm. all, all, all the verses, there's 11 verses and 11 46. Here. Yeah. It, it's knowing who God is. Oh, that's a perfect Knowing point. who God is allows me to be still. That is so true. That is so true. And it starts right there in verse 1. Yeah. Can we go to verse 1? Please do. Uh, go, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. And if I just stop right there. Yeah. That's a Mount Rushmore <laughs> that's verse. That's a Mount Rushmore yeah. verse right there. Because if he, if he is our refuge and our strength, yeah. that that's powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the refuge is a place of protection. Yeah. Uh, the strength is a, a, a show of force in mm-hmm. some ways. Yeah. Um, but I love the part that says ever present help mm-hmm. in, in times of trouble, uh, help in trouble. Uh, that shows the nearness of God. Sometimes we feel as Christians that God is way far away from us. Yeah. Distance. Yeah, yeah, just so far away. Yeah. And right at the beginning of this psalm, it, it breaks, that, breaks out that not only is he a refuge and strength, but he is ever present. Right. And right there to help us in times of trouble. Mm-hmm. So I thought the nearness of God really, really uh, spoke to me on that. I thought that was great. All right. So verse two, therefore, we will not fear, mm-hmm. uh, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, uh, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their serv- uh, surging. I mean, this is just more examples of how we will not fear. Right. And it just goes into some of the ways that shows how powerful God is. Well, it's also these things we can't control. We, we can't control an earthquake. Right. We can't control the, the mountains falling into the sea. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are these are big, catastrophic kind of events. Right. And it goes back to verse 1. He, he's my refuge. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why I say... We put our emphasis on being still, but it's it's putting our emphasis on God that allows us to be still. That so allows us to be still. Psalmist right out in the gate, God is our refuge. Right. I, I love it. I love it. Uh, there is a, this is verse 4. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, mm. the holy place where the Most High dwells. You know, when I was uh, looking up on this this particular verse and doing some research on it, I did not realize that there was not a river out of Jerusalem. It's just streams. Yeah, uh, you've been to you've been to Israel. I have been. Yeah. Uh, do you remember a river being there? Uh, no, there are streams deep yeah. underground, underneath Jerusalem. Okay. Okay. But no, there's so this, this not not only is the psalmist writing that. Uh, that all these things, the mountains quake and with their mm-hmm. surging. Uh, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God mm. and, and the holy place where the Most High dwells, which was, you know, in the temple. Yeah. So this is imagery of God giving us, you know, not only the strength and, and whatever, there's a river yeah. that he provides for, for life. Which is also the picture in Revelation. It is, about isn't it? The, the, the river. Yeah, right through. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I didn't think of that. But it's you awesome. know, you think, especially growing up in in Israel, there, you know, you don't have if you don't have a source of fresh drinking water, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to die. <laughs> Pretty and, much so. And so, as as the psalmist writes this, you know, this this is, you know, what gets better than a river? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. 
And and so it's it just part of that being joyful. Sure, that, that's true. And so uh, verses four through six, uh, I read, uh, this is the peaceful provisions mm. that God provides. Yeah. Uh, verse four, the, uh, the river that I just mentioned. Verse five, God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. Wow. <laughs> now, you talk about catastrophic. Yeah. You know, the earth melts. I mean, that's pretty, yeah. that's pretty strong language right there. Yeah. It really is. So the provisions of God, the peaceful provisions of God are verses four through six. And then verses eight through nine uh, is like beholding the works of God. Mm. Um, come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. Wow. He burns the shields with fire. So then we get to the money verse. Yeah. This is Sandy's wow. Mount Rushmore right That's a good here. good one. And it says, in verse 10, he says, Be still and know that I am God. Hmm. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Yeah. So, you know, in the end of everything, God is going to be exalted. That is the bottom line. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely going to happen. The God is going to be every knee yeah. will bow, every tongue shall confess that God yeah. that you know God is God. That's right. And so talk about this be still and know that I am God. You know, we, we live in a world that puts a strong emphasis on being still. There's a there's a lot of people like you know, meditation or mm-hmm. yoga or or sitting in a garden or sitting and reading a book and so I this being still, being content, finding myself, inner peace. And and so we can really get caught up on that. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, we, we all like our our happy place. Sure. Uh but and the imagery in the Hebrew of being still is is to have slack hands that, that okay. just go kind of limp. Uh, it, it's just it's letting your guard down. It's you know the image I'm I'm seeing is you know that that person who's fighting that that deep sea fish, and then finally the the the, the fight goes out of the fish. Mm-hmm. That's the imagery that the psalmist is using here. Is, is you've got no fight in you left. You're just being still. Okay. You're done. Right. Right. That's good. But it's not. It's not seeking this kind of peace. You know, I, you can you can do all those wonderful meditation things to to find peace, but you're not going to know peace until you know God. Oh, that's true. That's exactly right. Um, do we sometimes feel guilty when we be still? Oh, absolutely. Don't, don't you think there's a, some kind of guilt? Well, I need to be doing something. Yeah. And here, here it is, is, is just let God be God. Yeah. And, and I love the, the fish story yeah. that you just told because that's exactly, that's exactly what it, it, it should look like. But see, if, if we know who God is mm-hmm. and if we understand our relationship with him, then letting go, allowing him, Shouldn't be an issue for us, no. You know, but we have a we have a lot of fight in us, a lot of independence. Right. We, we want to be in charge. We want to be in control. We want to be the captain of our own destiny. Mm-hmm. We and and so, 
you know, how do we get slack hands and allow God to just say, whatever your will is, that's that's my will, Father. Right. I, I'm not going to fight you on this. I'm not going to argue about this. I'm just going to allow you to do what you want to do. And I think part of our problem in, in the Western part of the world is we're distracted. Oh, yeah. We're just so distracted yep. by so many different things. I mean, you just name it. It doesn't, doesn't matter where we are. Mm-hmm. But, but we're so distracted that we don't w- want to be still. No, even in our stillness, we're still distracted. You know, we've got music going or the TV's on, you know, oh, yeah. and well, you know, we're trying to do all these other things. Listening to podcasts. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> and give us a thumbs up. You can, yeah. <laughs> Rate us on, on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I had to know what this word no meant. Okay. Um, and and I'll be honest. I, I took Latin in high school. I, mm-hmm. I, took, I took Greek in college, and then I took Greek in seminary, and then I took two years of Hebrew. I am not the best with Hebrew. Okay. Uh, and and, uh, and so uh, you may be familiar with the Septuagint? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, a lot of times you'll see it abbreviated as LXX70, and there's a whole story about the 70. But but basically the, the Old Testament Hebrew was translated into the Greek, and it's called the Septuagint. So okay. I wanted to know when they translated Psalm 46, verse 10, what Greek word did they use for no? Because okay. there's several words for no, and the word that is used there is gnosko. Gnosko. And this is so important, Robert. Okay. This is the kind of knowing. It's the same kind of knowing that, that a husband knows his wife. It's that intimacy. Mm-hmm. It's knowing someone personally. Right. Knowing them inside and out. Knowing knowing who they are. Knowing the depth of their character. You know, we have a lot of head knowledge, which in Greek would be oida. Okay. Uh, and so that's just stuff we know. Sure. This is stuff we've, it's, it's experiential knowledge. Oh, it's, okay. It's, it's stuff that we've, we've lived, we've, you know, and it's not like, well, I did that once. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not say, well, I rode that roller coaster one time. No, this, I've been the roller coaster time after time after time. I know. I know. I know every twist, every turn, every up, every down, mm-hmm. every click, every clack. <laughs> right. And so that's what I'm saying. I know God. Mm-hmm. You know, he definitely knows me, but mm-hmm. I know him. Be and, still and, and know. And, and so what the psalmist guides us through, you know, he's his, – you know, that refuge, he's that strength. And so no matter what calamity is falling upon me, he he's my go-to place. Mm-hmm. And because of all that knowledge, I can be still. Right. I don't have to worry about it. Right. Oh, which is so comforting to know. I mean, it really is. I, I, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Uh, you, you're talking about the intimate, uh, you know, how you know your, your spouse. I can clear my throat. Yeah. And my wife knows how I clear my throat. Really, she can hear you, you. Can hear it across the room, uh-huh. and she knows it's me. Okay, so it's not a. I'm not clearing my throat. You know, I'm just right. making a just a little <clears throat> yeah. like that. And she knows that's me. Yeah. That's how intimate our God knows us. Yeah, and just knows everything about us, and and just the comfort that we get from that. Mm. That we can be still. Yeah. Oh, this is a great verse. Yeah, and, and so again, you know, take the emphasis off still. Okay. Put the emphasis on knowing God. 
Okay. If you know God, if you pursue knowing God, then stillness will follow. Then stillness will be an, an, an attribute after that. Absolutely. Great, great verse, Psalms 4610. It's on Sandy's Mount Rushmore. Any other thoughts, Peter? No, no. I think I just need to be still. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you do too. So okay. on that note, we're going to be still right now. And thank you so much for listening to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. I'm Robert Wakefield. I'm Peter Searson. And we hope you'll join us for our next episode of this podcast. Thanks so much for listening and God bless. Thank you for listening to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. We want to encourage you to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and be sure and tell a friend.